Hey everybody, it's another episode of Coffee and Contracts. My name is John, I work with Contract Diagnostics. We are a national consulting company that looks at physician contracts all day, every day. We've done it for 12 years, over 10,000, 11,000 contracts and counting. We have a fun time doing what we do. And of course, thank you to Financial Residency for allowing their platform to us for us to share what we've learned over a decade plus of doing this work. We've talked about a lot of different things. Go back and search the archives if you'd like, and they're usually just a few moments. But today we're gonna to talk about signing bonuses, relocation amounts, maybe student loans, stipends, retention bonuses, money that a company or a hospital or a practice would give you to sign a contract, move to work with them, et cetera. So they, obviously the amounts vary so much. I mean, we've seen signing bonuses of $1,500 and we've seen signing bonuses of $200,000. We've seen retention bonuses where they might give you a retention payment every single year, or maybe to keep a physician there, they might give you a bolus of cash like they would a signing bonus with the opportunity or with, with the forcing of repayment of that if you don't stick around for a defined period of time. Obviously, student loans, they can be paid on a monthly basis or on an annual basis at the beginning of the year, the end of the year. Relocation amounts, they can be given in cash, they can, in, through payroll and tax, they can be given in total cash and grossed up for taxes. They can just be directly paid to the relocation company. And you may not have any of those in your employment contract, depending on the situation, or you may not have any and you want to negotiate, of course. That's always a great possibility as well. But regardless of what the amounts are, you know, your situation, what's included, what's not, most contracts will include a repayment provision on these amounts. And so what does that mean? Well, obviously they're giving these things to you as an inducement to sign. And if you sign the contract and don't show up, if you sign the contract and don't stick around for a defined period of time, they feel like they haven't gotten their value out of you and your employment. So most of the time, you know, employers will have something in the contract that says, we're going to give you the signing bonus. Let's say for our example today, it's $25,000. And maybe we'll give it to you on your commencement date, okay? Much different than the live date of the contract potentially or the execution date of the contract. Some people want it when they sign. Some employers will give it when you start or within 30 days of when you start or in your first payroll. So obviously taxes, 401k, those types of things would be taken out. But let's just say that they give it to you on your first paycheck. So they give you, you know, the, the $25,000 signing bonus. The contract may have a provision that says for 12 months, you need to work with us. If you don't, you need to repay back a portion. Now it may be the whole 25,000. It may be with interest. It may be forgiven on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. So if you work there for six months, do you owe them 25,000? Do you owe them 12,500? Do you owe them a different portion or again, maybe all of it. Is there interest tacked on from day one? Is that interest reasonably, reasonably calculated? You know, what about the tax situation? So there's lots of things that you guys and gals should know about in terms of the signing bonuses or the relocation amounts or any upfront cash that an employer might give you to to sign and to stick around working. And obviously it can be, it can vary dramatically by situation, dramatically by which type of termination is. Is it a, a death or a disability? That's why you are unable to work there anymore. Is it a no-cause termination by you or by them? Is it a four-cause termination? What if the contract ends with the hospital that you happen to be working at and the private practice then folds your division? So there's all types of ways that these things can be structured in contracts, knowing that they're common in many situations, especially for many specialties that are hard to recruit. Some types of employment at a hospital might be more apt to have them than a small private practice or a private equity firm might be more apt to have them than an academic contract. Doesn't mean that your situation can't offer it. So we always encourage you guys to, and of course, how it's structured, when it's paid, 
all those things can vary so much on the situation, but it's important to know what your worth is. So find that out, understand if a signing bonus or a relocation amount is part of the deal when you're going through it. But more important, or maybe just as important as those things is understanding what your obligations are with that dollars. You need to work for one year or two years or five years. Is it repaid in a linear fashion on a monthly basis? Or is it repaid in big chunks? If you don't work for two years, you owe us all of it. How is it forgiven? Those things are all very important when it comes to repayment of any of this upfront compensation. So while they can be a a great blessing, they can also be a curse if you don't understand how they're structured and your obligations with them. So of course, check out your contract, make sure you understand everything in it. If we can help with anything at all, reach out to us here at Contract Diagnostics. And again, thank you to Financial Residency for allowing their platform for us to to talk through their platform to advise you guys and 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 teach you some of the things that we've learned over our you know years and years and years doing this and if there's anything that we can do you can find us at contractdiagnostics.com or of course you can reach out to financial residency there's a link on their page as well good luck everybody 